0: welcome to FiverrCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers, by sellers. My name is Red, aka Red Horrocks.
1: And I'm Adam, aka Twisted Web 123 Today we're joined with special guest host, Marco. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Marco?
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Marco, aka Mark74 on Fiverr. I'm a friendly Italian father, IT geek developer, I'm on Fiverr from more than three years. Some users can know me because I'm also a Fiverr forum moderator and so I've been super seller and I'm currently a top rate seller and, and a Fiverr ambassador. Yeah, a lot of badges and pins I'm proud of.
0: So today we're going to be talking about the barriers that people on Fiverr face when English is not their first language. And... Marco, your your first language is Italian, correct?
2: Yes, correct.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit about different challenges that you faced being someone who's had to learn English more recently and get better more recently, partly because of Fiverr?
2: Well, Red, you know, when you when you enter Fiverr, you know that you're not going to speak or write your language because Fiber is international. And so, you know, you have to speak the most common language, so English. Naturally, we have different uh, knowledge of English. Someone knows a little more, someone a little less. Uh, the first thing you have to face is to present yourself uh, to the community, So maybe you can set up a gig and what about the script? Not everyone is able to write correctly in English and maybe you can find it scary. You you can find plenty of errors in it. So the first problem is trying to write something that people can understand and something people can like so they can notice you and buy your gig. So the first problem is, should I write my own script or should I hire someone else to do it for me? Second big problem, Fiverr tells us that having a video can boost up your sales uh, about 200%. So maybe you want to record a video, but, if you're having some trouble writing in English, where you can, uh, you know, go back, correct and type it again, that's not true for the video Well, you're, where you're in front of the camera and you have to talk English. So for a non-native English speaker, that could be really scary because you have two problems, your English and the camera. Not everyone is comfortable in front of the camera, so you can find a lot of sellers having problems and maybe they come to the forum, being a moderator, I read a lot of threads about uh, new sellers introducing themselves and asking for some tips about their gigs, Uh, asking what do you think about my gig? How can I improve my script? No. And uh, that's the first problem you have. I don't know Adam you're you're on the forum uh, read right? you too. Did did you notice this?
0: Um yeah, I think there are a lot of people on the forum that uh, like to come there for advice on their gig descriptions and I think I think it is extremely important to have a fluid and fluent gig description even if English is not your first language because that really is the first um opportunity people have to experience you or to understand who you are. Yeah, I think um I think if it's not your first language, it's a good idea sometimes to see if you can find someone else to check it for you. So either finding someone on the forum or hiring a, a professional scriptwriter, I think both are very good resources for polishing your gig description if you're worried about your language skills.
1: I think there's uh, an actual flip side to that as well. And I think sometimes you've got to keep in mind from the buyer's perspective and how they're going through the order process. And I think it's important that even if you do hire a professional scriptwriter or someone to write your description for you, that it still has your kind of personality and your mannerisms in it. Because often, you know, you may hear or find that buyers may order a gig that's written in complete perfect English you know, very, very high quality. But then when they place the order and the seller is obviously maybe not as strong in English, they can still communicate, but they may struggle. That could be kind of quite confusing to the user, uh, to the in the buyer's point of view. So I think it's quite important to kind of have that middle ground of still presenting yourself, you know, as a proud Italian, in your case, Marco, but helping out with some of the vocabulary or some of the words that may be difficult.
2: Let me tell you my story because, yeah, you're completely right, Adam, because uh, it's not necessary to present you with perfect English if you then cannot write or talk a perfect English. Almost three years ago, um, I decided to record my my video just because, you know, uh, because to boost my sales. Um, So what to do? Uh, I, I'm scared. I know my, my English is little. I can write better than I can talk. And I'm really scared uh, of being in front of a camera. So I my first idea is no, I cannot shoot my video. I have to hire someone. And uh, I searched for some seller and I found one and we, we talked a little bit. And so uh, he recorded the video, not pretending to be me. I asked him, you're not me. You're talking about me, what I do. And he did a a good job. I I really liked it. And when I uploaded my video on Fiverr, I received an email telling me that the video was not good because it wasn't me in front of the camera. Now you can understand how how I felt. I felt lost because uh, I realized I had to shoot my video, but really I couldn't. So I I wrote my story on the forum and that was my real first contact with the Fiverr community because I felt the power of a community. When I wrote my story, Really, there there were a lot of users coming back to me, supporting me, and telling me, Marco, never mind if your English is not good. Don't uh, Don't be scared. Try recording the video. Be yourself. Never mind what happens. If you're you on the video, people understand who you are, what you do. And so go on, and I really felt the power. And this support led me to think maybe I could try to shoot my video. So I, I went back to uh, the seller who recorded the video for me and asked him to write down the script. I read the script and decided it wasn't good for me because it was good, if someone else is is talking about me, but then uh, I wanted to say something more personal. I wanted to to tell my story. I want I wanted to be me, and so I turned my camera on. And I started recording. I had to redo it maybe 30 or 40 times, Adam. I was so scared and I was mixing sentences because, you know, I had a general script, but then I decided to tell what I was thinking. And finally I recorded my video, the one, the only one I do have in my manga And maybe you can laugh, um, watching it. But that's really me. And I uploaded it and it went online. You know what happened? After a few weeks, I, my, my sales really boosted and I was, I received the super seller badge. In these days on Fiverr, I, I read about, I read the thread, Telling that you don't need a video to be successful on Fiverr to to have a high rating, and I I was thinking about this thread because um, in part I agree with this. You don't need a video to be successful. I think several TRS don't have a video and they they really. Uh, they, they they sell a lot of gigs and they are successful. But you know, an image is not a video. I think naturally this is just my opinion and maybe it's different from yours, but with a video, you can be yourself and you can establish a connection with your buyers. You can be yourself. You can show your passion, you can show your attitude. It's not, it's not only that you present your gig, but you present yourself. Just to close my story, uh, when I received some gig, uh, there have been seller, uh, buyers, uh, writing part of my uh, video script as a feedback. That means a couple of things that they watched the video and they and they liked what I was saying because they did realize I was saying something true, something personal. Yeah, I, th- I think um, a very big kind
1: of um, misconception or um, a very big thing that people often forget is they think That when you create a video, it has to be the best possible video that it could ever be. And it has to be really, really, really professional. But on somewhere like Fiverr, where we're all starting at the same price point, so it's quite difficult to undercut someone. And where a lot of people offer the same sort of services, people kind of forget that it's not just about, as you say, the service you're buying. It's about who you're buying it from. So if you're more likely to present yourself as yourself, you're much more likely, as you say, to have that engagement with your audience. So it kind of a a simple way to think about it is to think about it as if you were going shopping and one shop sold, let's say, a tomato, and the other shop sold a tomato, both at the exact same price. What makes you choose one of the shops? And that comes down to the brand recognition. And kind of liking that place. So, by appearing on video yourself or just presenting yourself, even with a photo of yourself, is a great way to engage with your potential buyers a lot more than kind of maybe shying away from the fact that English isn't your first language.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to remember that every seller on Fiverr is unique and you, every buyer on Fiverr, is unique. So, you are. You're creating more of a a connection between two people rather than necessarily buying from a large corporation and and putting a face on that. It's extremely important. I know for me, there's a lot of places that I choose to shop either online or offline, and I shop there because I like the people. Um, a good example of that. I'm I'm currently shopping for my wedding dress, and I went to one big huge store with a whole bunch of people. And I found a dress and I loved it. And I thought I was going to buy it. And then I went to this tiny little store run by this one woman. And she was so nice and so amazing and so wonderful that I found a completely different dress. Loved that dress more because she was the one selling it to me. And that's the dress I'm going to buy. So it's the same on Fiverr. It's important to To take the time to have a personal connection with your buyer, regardless of whether your first language is English, it's a good tip for everyone. Marco, what do you think about people who aren't English or American or aren't from a primary English country trying to represent themselves as though they are?
2: (sighs) Well, this is uh, a general mistake. This is a common mistake because, you know, uh, as Adam said, if you present yourself as uh, being from USA or UK, but you are from maybe an Eastern country, uh, after a couple of messages, you realize you're not saying the truth. If I try to establish a connection with you and you are, and I realize you're, you're lying, I don't buy from you anymore. So I prefer someone uh, writing me in a really bad English, but trying to do his best or her best, trying to explain maybe, uh, you know, if you if you write perfect English, maybe you can agree for a gig uh, with two or three messages. Okay. If your English is not that good, maybe you have to, go on. It maybe it takes a little longer to to agree to fully understand what you need or what what you offer, but it's okay. All
0: right. Well um let's uh move on over to our question and answer portion. And we've got one really, really great question that I think um I'd love for us all to weigh in on today. Uh, It's from Roseline Fergie. And she says, hi, friends, um, if you can assist me, how can I get my account back up to 90% so I can take part in buyer requests? Or is there any platform where I can advertise my gig to boost my sales? Does anyone have suggestions on what I need to do? And what I am uh, what I think has happened with this particular seller is that they've had a couple of instances of bad feedback, and their feedback has dropped down um, below the 90% threshold, which is... It's pretty scary when that happens. I mean, everyone everyone at some point will have to deal with a negative review. So I think the big question here is, is, is how do you go about recovering from negative feedback? Uh, what do you think about that, Adam?
1: Uh, I think in this case, it's a case of um, if I got, for example, uh, one negative feedback today, it wouldn't have a massive impact on my gigs because I've had so many sales. But I think when you start off and maybe you get a few negatives or it doesn't go quite right, it can really be detrimental to your account because you can drop below 90% easily if you had, say, one negative in your first 10 orders because you were still getting used to the platform. So, in my mind, there, the biggest recommendation that I would have is to reach out to your previous buyers, the ones who weren't happy, and see if you could potentially come to an arrangement where you could potentially provide additional work or if you could provide a refund to try and get your account back up because let's say for example you may lose a four or eight or ten or sixteen dollar order as a lower rated seller early on the fact that you're at 90 percent that could see you miss out on sales for quite a long time until you get back up to that amount and can start to offer buyer requests and everything else. So if it's going to take you, say, two, three weeks to get back to 90% to do buyer requests, but you could refund two buyers today to get back to that percentage, I think it's very important to reach out in the early stages to try and get enough feedback under your belt. So a negative here and there isn't going to be detrimental to you.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's important to provide um, opportunities to the it's, a, it's about providing an opportunity to your buyer to rectify the situation. So yeah, it's really easy to get um, angry or upset if you have negative feedback, especially if you don't feel that you deserve it. But it's really important to reach out and find out if you're not sure what went wrong, find out what went wrong. I, I've got thousands of orders under my belt and I still do this. If I get any kind of lower rated, basically lower rated than five stars for me, I will reach out to my client and find out what happened because it's really important to me to have perfect customer satisfaction. It's not even necessarily about my rating. I want to make sure that every single client I have leaves with a happy experience. Um, So yeah, and, and sometimes it's been something like a miscommunication where they thought I provide a service that I don't, things like that. So I think, yeah, the first step number one is definitely reach out and see if you can rectify the situation rather than and do that quickly, because at some point feedback, uh, I think it's, it's, it's only a couple of days after feedback's left that you can no longer edit it. So I think it's, it's very important to get right on top of it, talk to your, your uh, buyer and see if there's something that can be done to make sure that both of you end up being happy with the situation. Um, What about you, Marco? How do you handle that?
2: Well, talking with your buyer, try to understand if it's your fault or if, it, or if it's just uh, something that you uh, didn't agree, something that is went wrong. I, I think 99% of the problems can be solved just by being honest and uh, talking, writing, trying to explain. If you feel there's, there's no way out of this, okay, accept it and... Uh, leave it on your back and go on straight on trying to offer uh, a good service in future so you can your percentage can rise again
0: all right well that's all that we have time for today thank you so much for listening thanks so much to marco for joining us you can find him on fiverr as mark 74 if you have a a question for us and would like us to answer it on the air you can find our community questions. Option at forum.fiverr.com. Our jingle today is by Ryan, a.k.a. Custom Drum Loops, and we were edited today by Dancha. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.